Well, hello and welcome to this episode of U.S. Grace Force. We're here with Father Heilman and Doug Barry. And Father Heilman, would you be willing to lead us in the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, please? I would be honored. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life uh, gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust, trust in, you. in you. O blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy uh, for us, I trust, trust in, in you. you. O blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust, trust in, in you. you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give, Give us, us this, this day our uh, daily bread, bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. 
Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for us for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. passion. Have mercy, have mercy on us, us and, and on, on the, the whole world. world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy, have mercy on, us, on us and on, on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy, have mercy on, on us, us and, and on, on the, the whole world. world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement, in atonement for our, for our sins, sins and, and those, those of, of the whole world. world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy, have mercy on, on us and, and on, on the whole world. world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have, have mercy, mercy on us and on, on the whole world. world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God. Holy, Holy mighty, mighty one, one. Holy, Holy mortal one. one, have mercy, have mercy on us and on, and the, on whole the whole world. world. Holy God, God. Holy, Holy mighty one, Holy mortal one, one. Have, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy mighty one, Holy mortal one, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Let us pray. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us. 
that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I couldn't resist the um, inclination to play that music again. I love that opening. So welcome, <laughs> I Father Heilman. I don't you love it? It's just great yeah. energy. So welcome, Father Heilman. Welcome, Doug Barry, to Thanks, another Angela. joint episode. I guess it's such a privilege to be um, a host in the U.S. Grace Force and the great work that you two are doing. So congratulations. We've all made it to 2023. Yeah, <laughs> barely. I barely made it on the radio. I, I'm having computer problems. You know why? <laughs> because I got an exorcist right down the hall from me right now. Oh, here. there you go. Uh, so all of hell, they don't want him there yeah, at all. Yeah, the, the demons are going crazy. What do you mean you got an exorcist here? <laughs> so tell us about Father Ripperger and, and what he'll be doing there in the next few days. Yeah, so really privileged to have him. And uh, he came yesterday and Doug and I did the podcast with him uh, oh. right here where I'm sitting. Uh, it was really great. And that's going to be uh, airing uh, tomorrow, right, Doug? Yeah, I'll have it ready by tomorrow. Yep. And so uh, that's great. And then I took him out to the local uh, eatery and we had a pizza together last night. And But uh, he's just a great guy. He's just he's so humble and he's laughing all the time. We're having the best time ever here. And uh, but Did anyways, you... he's going to he's the big reason he's here is for tonight. And what's because tonight on the vigil of the epiphany. The tradition is, is that uh, there is a, a beautiful ritual for uh, blessing holy water. And it takes about 45 minutes, and it's just beautiful. We actually have a men's scola that will be singing during it, leading us in litanies and different kinds of chants. It's just beautiful. It will be live streamed from St. Mary Pine Bluff's um, uh, website, and uh, but and people can join in. But the, the but exorcists claim that, uh, and and I asked Father Rick Ripperker point blank, is he in agreement with this? And he says yes, indeed he is. That because uh, Epiphany Holy Water is the the name they give it because it's it's always at this time of year that they do it. Is uh, is that it's especially powerful, especially when they're doing exorcism and things like that. Why is that? And yeah, it, what's it, the spiritual said, reason? Yep, he said because the length of the ritual itself uh, has a lot to do with it. You know, versus the short little prayer that priests might do, or some even just wave their hand over the water. <laughs> but um, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's a 45-minute ritual. It's just beautiful. Lots of exorcisms throughout it um, and beautiful prayers, uh, litanies and things, like I said. And uh, also, he said, because of it's a specially uh, designated date like this. It's the Vigil of the Epiphany every year. And for those two reasons, he, he, he believes that's why it has a, a specially powerful uh, punch to it. Can any priest do that, or do you have to be an exorcist to do that blessing? No, any priest can do it, yes. Is it yeah. in Latin, or is it in English? Uh, no, it, it doesn't need to be in Latin. doesn't need to be uh, in Latin. Right, yeah. And, and it, it, today you can Google search to find yeah. the ritual. I just wrote it down, sure. Epiphany Holy yep. Water. That's right. Yeah. Does it have to be done on the vigil, or can it be done on the day? Vigil. It has to be has done to on be the vigil. So now yep. you're looking at the vigil as being today because of January 6th. Correct. That's so that's right. the original Epiphany. The church right now is celebrating the Epiphany on Sunday, I think. Is that right? right? So, yeah, so can we it do it Saturday? The, I guess I'm just yeah. wondering if that, were, if that would work. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think so, but uh, it's a good question. I, I, I don't know if that would be true or not, but uh, 
I uh, I don't think so. I think it's always January 5th. So, oh, okay. So it should yeah. be tonight. Okay. So for yeah. you priests that are out there listening, I'm going to be calling my chaplain at WSFI Catholic yeah, Radio Google and asking him. Yeah, Google it if you don't him. know about it. Yes. Like I say, it's as easy as Googling it and, and getting all the information you need on it. So, yeah. How did you meet yeah. Father Ripperger? Oh, boy. Uh, that's a great question. I don't know, actually. Uh, I became enamored with his teachings. Um, I think I probably made the initial contact with him and, and reached out to him about something or other. It might have been because he's spoken, he spoken here before. In fact, the 2018 talk, Levels of Spiritual Warfare, uh, has had like over a million views. Wow. Uh, and uh, now it's been taken down and put back up, so you don't see those views, but uh, he's, he's especially been watching it. and. And uh, he says uh, it's it's well over a million views. Is it's that on YouTube, Father? Talk. Where where would we again? see it? Where would we see it? Is it on YouTube? Yeah, you can uh, you can just again uh, YouTube search Father Ripperger, maybe Saint Mary's Parish, Saint Mary Pine Bluff. Uh, levels of spiritual warfare would be another way to uh, find it. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really really good talk, and we're looking forward to tonight's talk as well. He'll so he'll do the ritual at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's like I say, it's live stream. It's beautiful. I, I encourage people to tune in and, uh, and watch it. It's really beautiful. And then uh, right after the he does the ritual, he'll give us a talk maybe 30 minutes or 45 minutes uh, long. And then uh, that's it for live stream. And then we all go up and we have a beautiful dinner together. So, But uh, we're expecting the church to be jammed tonight. How, so, how many families uh, are in your parish, Father? Um, you know, we have registered members. Um, we probably have about 400 families, but, uh, you know, we, we're kind of a, a destination parish. Yes. So people come from miles around and, uh, at different times, I, I think the average driving distance is probably about 15 to 20 miles. Wow. So, uh, yeah. And cause we're, we're a little bit out in the country, but we're kind of on the edge of Madison. We're about two or three miles down the road from Madison itself. But, uh. So yeah, you'd fly into uh, Madison if people wanted yeah. to, they would fly. Is our, that how you do it? Our masses it? are all full. You, and we're one of those parishes, too, where, you know, you, you know a, a typical parish is registered members might be, you know, 800, but only 400 families go to church. All of our families go to church. <laughs> so. I'm not surprised. There you go. Yeah, yeah. They're lucky yeah. families to have you for a shepherd, yeah. Father. Well, they're they're pretty lit up. They're pretty devout. It's 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 beautiful. So yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's kind of like the rock star. We the radio station's been doing healing and deliver before COVID. We would have healing and deliverance conferences, yes. and always Father Ripperger was like. We would ask people, who do you want to come next year? Yeah. Numero uno, Father. We've never had exactly. him. So there we go. We have something for us well, to and, look forward and, to. And that too goes to. Um, Oh, Doug's here too. I'm sorry, Doug. I'm so fast. I'm so fascinated with this. Uh, I'm just enjoying the conversation. Uh, no, we're right. moving over to you next. Yeah. I'm learning yeah. all kinds of no, stuff. No, one last here. thing I want to say though, but uh, that that triggered my memory is that, um, you know, people want this holy water, blessed and exercised by Father Ripperger. Yes. Well, you know, does he have special? I don't know. No, but I, you know, it builds confidence in people. You know that. That it, the the holy and devout and exorcist Father Ripperger that everybody knows and loves is going to be blessing that, and that just goes to uh, what I've been preaching a lot because I've seen a lot of miracles. Uh, Pope and prayer, everybody else says too, but uh, I always teach that that if you want to see miracles, you got to believe, okay? Because Jesus, when he was approached, "Can you heal me, Jesus?" and he'd say, "Do you believe I can do this?" and they'd say, "Yes, I do," and then after he 
he uh, healed them, he'd say, it was because of your faith that this happened. So that's a big part of it. And that's why I think people are going to see miracles with this holy water, because uh, having someone as mighty as Father Ripperger blessing it helps us to believe, okay? Helps us, it helps us in our belief. I don't know if I'm right about that, but I don't know. I'm really excited about it, and, and I just think there's going to be a lot of um, amazing miracles that come our way. I actually have, I think it's uh, 19 five-gallon jugs ready for them. I was wondering, did you fill them to the brim? Like oh, in, yeah. the, in the wedding feast at Cana, yeah. they take those yeah. big things and fill them to the fill them right to the yeah. top. Yes. And stay tuned, everyone, too. Um, I try to do a, a, a thing where, you know, I can't sell holy water. I just ask people to pay shipping and handling. But they usually come like this. And they, they I, I do put things out on the Internet. And uh, that's actually Epiphany water from last year. Um, so anyways, uh, and what's interesting is the, uh, the, comp the, the plastic bottle industry, the, this size and shape, I found this out after I've been using them for a few years. They call this a bullet. <laughs> this size Whoa, and shape. there yeah, you go. So spiritual warfare, you got your bullet. You, you know, got your so. bullet, that's yeah, right. So. Fully loaded, yeah. fully loaded, yeah. So Doug, you must be very busy with all the New Year's resolutions. Everyone wants uh, to get in shape, mind, body, and spirit now this yes. time of year. Well, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not busy with them. I'm hoping other people are. I mean, I. I, I hope they go in and sign up for your website at brcoalition.com. Highly recommended. Highly yeah, recommended. Well, Now's the time. You know, we, we just put a, gre uh, a, a New Year's greeting and encouragement out today. It's going out tonight to the BR Coalition members, and it's a video that I shot yesterday, me and my son, and. It's basically saying, look, you don't get it done until you put your hands on the equipment and start moving it. You know, you don't right. you don't get that drawer cleaned out until you actually open the drawer and start pulling stuff out. You don't right. reorder your closet until you open the closet and start pulling stuff out and reorganizing it. In other words, all the resolution in the world, all the resolve in the world means nothing unless we act on it. Exactly. So, you know, I'm standing in my weight room in the video and I'm saying, look, all this equipment here does me no good unless I grab it and start moving it around. So. Right. If you've got an exercise bike or a treadmill and it's become a rack to hang your clothes on, <laughs> yep. right, then you, you need to readjust and reprioritize, you know. But right. yeah, resolutions are great. You know, Father and I have talked about this. It's like coming out of the confessional or, or right. you know, you go to mass on Sunday. It, whatever it is, it's that spiritual moment when you say, you know what, I got to dig deeper. I got to start praying more. I got to start fasting more. I got I to gotta have greater devotion to our Blessed Mother or something along these lines. But it does take an act of the will, right. and that act of the will has got to be a committed act of the will for the resolution to actually be efficacious, you know, to be fruitful. Mm -hmm. Right. I was actually preaching on this this weekend because I thought the readings were perfect for this. You know, the, the shepherds proceeded in haste. You know, they mm -hmm. got the message, and off they went. They didn't think about it. They, they just The old Nike the theme, just do just it. Do you know, it. They, 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 we went. And then, and then uh, as it went on, uh, then they were all amazed. You know, you get in that, that uh, you get locked into that spirit of God, and, and all of a sudden you're just in awe and wonder. A lot of things catch your attention, and you're amazed by. Them. And then the last thing was Mary was reflected on these things, and I, I heard from uh, that uh, that the translation is better that she began to piece things together, and and I like to call it connect the dots. See, and I always say too, I, I, I don't I don't like to predict because God always does the opposite to to, to uh, humiliate me, but no, humble me. But anyways, um, but uh, but I look back and I go, look what you did, this 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 and this. Look how it lined up. I'm always connecting dates too. I I just believe God does use dates all the time, just to amaze us, amaze us, and yeah. and so yeah. So but the bottom line, they proceeded in haste, 
they went out and and that's that's Doug. I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, I got a. Um, I I actually cleaned out my drawer, by the way. <laughs> you know what yeah. was a great shot in the arm for me is, um, you know, now is most people are slowing down over the holidays. For us, it's busy, busy, busy because all yep. the things that you had to do that you couldn't do, you have to finish up by year end. So it's been frantic, and I was tired this morning, and I I said oh, I better just check out and see what the U.S. Grace Force is up to. And I watched your clip of the best of 2022. All right, right. And Jason Jones. That has to be one of the best podcasts for me. I felt like the Holy Spirit. Talk mm. a little bit about what he was saying about who he is and what his, how God worked through him. You know, well, he, he, he was actually, everything God asked him to do was the exact opposite of what, what he felt he was. Yeah, that was the conversation we had, and, and Father and I chimed in as well, and everybody just kind of admitted, number one, all three of us that night admitted we're, we're all introverts, you know, that there's this yes. side of you that just wants to, like, you just, you don't necessarily want to be out in front, you know, you, right. in fact, there, and Jason put it simply that the difference between an introvert and an extrovert is that extroverts are, they're, they're energized by other people, whereas introverts can be drained by other people. And it doesn't mean they don't love them. It doesn't mean they don't care about them. But there's something that kind of zaps their energy. So Jason was saying, and Father followed up with this too, and I, I would agree with it too, is, you know, you can be out at a conference. Jason says, I love people. I'm at a conference. I'm usually the last one that leaves. But then after I leave, I'm, I'm laid up in bed for practically 48 hours just trying to recover from the exhaustion of being at the conference. And Father had commented on, you know, you know, having masses, preaching all day on a Sunday and being around people, and then afterwards just being exhausted. There's just something about that. Now, all three of us admitted we're introverts, but we all feel that God puts something on our hearts to do this type of work. So what do you do with that? You know, he also goes on to say that he's dyslexic, and yet he's a writer. He writes for several publications. Jason does. Um, you know, and he finished last in his class pretty much, or maybe not last in his I think he dropped out of high school, Father, I think is what he said, didn't yeah. he? And, and then, yep. and then, and yet he goes on to to run organizations like Movie to Movement and be involved in things that actually help refugees in Afghanistan or help um, the organization he was involved in that actually was removing mines from minefields in Ukraine. I mean, this guy. Bella. Is all, yeah. How about Bella? He, the movie oh, Bella. Bella. Yep, he the helped produce Bella. Bella. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, this is, this it was a great topic. It was a great conversation and it was very eye-opening. He actually states at one point that he feels sometimes like he just could start crying at any time, 24 seven. He said, I don't even know if I, I don't know if I edited that clip into that, that best of, but he said that on the podcast that night, just how things beat you down. And I use this analogy and I'd like maybe the audience to hear this. It's, I think it's a very simple, but great analogy is Jason said he was at a retreat. And by the end of the retreat, the priest said, remember, wars are won by weary soldiers. Mm -hmm. It's the ones that keep fighting. And I, I liken that to the passage in the gospel where Jesus says, it's those who persevere to the end that find salvation, not those who figure it out, not those who never fall, not those who, you know, who always figure out their, look, all of us are trying to figure out our own humanity. And that, yet we all know that we're weak. We all know we have frailty. We all know that we have problems. You name it, they're out there. It's those that don't quit. They resolve and they persevere and keep moving forward. So I told the story. There was a cartoon that my kids liked when they were younger called, I think it's called Guardians of Gahul, and it's about a bunch of owls. Now it's a cute kids animation. 
And the gist of it is there's a young owl who's enamored by the story of this great heroic warrior owl who was just known throughout the owl kingdom as the one who always was engaging in the battle and won and was victorious. And he was this incredible image in his mind. As the movie progresses, this animation, eventually this young owl meets this guy, this other owl, and he sees someone who has a big scar on one eye and he's limping and he's got a wing that's permanently damaged and all he's all nicked up and dinged up everywhere. His voice is kind of grovelly at this point. And, and he says to him, are you surprised by what you see? And the young owl is almost shocked, almost scandalized by it. And he says, what did you think I would look like after all those battles? Mm. And Jason right away, yes, yes, that's exactly it. And we need to get this out to our brothers and sisters. If you're engaging in the fight for souls, you will feel beat up. You will feel tired, exhausted. But I think back to your point originally, Angela, is you may not feel like you have the tools, the abilities to do what God is calling you to do, but he always equips, as the saying goes, our job is to simply cooperate. Now, cooperating isn't easy. And we all beat our heads against the wall trying to figure out what in the world do you want me to do, Lord? I'm just, you know, my prayer, my resolution, one of my resolutions is, Lord, I just want to hear you better somehow. Right. <laughs> you know, I want to write a book one day when I pray, I hear crickets, you know, because <laughs> you wonder, where are you? And many times, you're, you know, you get frustrated with God, you get upset with God, and, and it's just difficult. And yet I remember, you know, the great saints from Jonah to Noah to, to Moses. I mean, how many of those guys that we know about had these incredibly deep, challenging conversations? And one of my favorite, I'll make this point and pass it to fathers, is uh, Jeremiah's interior crisis. And that's what it's referred to as, the interior crisis, where he says, he says, I will not preach your name anymore. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You were too strong for me. I've had it, I'm done. Everywhere I go, people mock me, ridicule me. He's just tired. He's, he's at that moment Jason talks about where you just want to cry 24-7. You don't understand. You feel beat up like that owl in that, in, that, that, this, in that movie describes. You're just, you're ready to throw it in at times. And then he says, but then it becomes like fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I must. And as a good friend of mine said to me recently, you know, I, I'm going to follow Jesus even if I'm crawling. Even if I'm crawling on my hands and feet, I am not going to walk away from him. And that's a very, when, you know, when my friend told me this very inspirational statement, we've got to have that attitude, no matter how beat up or broken or I'm limping and I'm, I'm just exhausted, I, I'll be crawling on the, on the cement, on the hot cement if I have to, but I'm following Jesus. That's, I think, what Jeremiah is getting at when he says, I must do this. And so, I don't know, I, I, it was a powerful piece and, and I wanted to make sure we got that in the best fabulous. of it. Yeah, it, it, Jason said a great thing there. I, I just, if anyone's listening and they feel weary or tired or discouraged or wondering why God put them where they are right now, I mean, how many times do you say, God, what on earth am I doing here? You have to go. It's on usgraceforce.com. Is that where, where I saw it? It is. Yeah. yeah, go to YouTube, US Grace Force, um, YouTube channel, and you can also get it on Rumble on there on the channel there too we have it on both best of a u.s grace force of 2022 yes the thing about him was he's in the th the three of you together you're so real you're so genuine it's like nathaniel right there's no deceit in him i mean the three of you that's why i think that the um chemistry was so powerful this morning when i was watching you 
you're so honest and open. You're not thinking about what, what you know, like they have when you go through corporate training. This is mm -hmm. what you say. This is what you never say. This is how mm -hmm. you're so genuine. It's so spontaneous, and it was so powerful. I think that it would just that video alone would ignite the church. Yeah, that's my wow. two cents. Well, thank you. You know, we were talking earlier too about connect the dots. So I'm listening to you, Doug, and and uh, remembering that uh, powerful episode. And but 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 when you're looking at what Jason was, you know, he's an introvert, and and yet he. He, he had a sense of what God wanted him to do, and what did he do? He proceeded in haste, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He just did it, you know? And, and he could have easily said, no, no, that's for extroverts, not for my injury, you know? And look what he's done. I mean, it's amazing, but he just kept proceeding in haste. He, he just kept trusting what he believed God was speaking to his heart about. I got a quick story about that, too, that Please. I thought of while you were talking, is today is the Feast of St. John Neumann, okay? He was the first uh, bishop beatified, and it was in 1963. Now, I'm going to start here. When I got ordained a deacon, uh, and we had a family party back at our house, and Grandma comes up to me, and she says, I'm going to show you something. I said, what, Grandma? She pulls out her little missile prayer book, and she pulls out a holy card. Okay, Grandma. Well, and she proceeds to tell me that in 1963, uh, I put that, I connected that dot because that's when he was beatified. That's when the holy cards would have gone out. Uh, she found that in a hotel drawer and when she was putting her clothes away. Her husband was vice president of Oscar Meyer and they were traveling. And uh, she found it in a drawer and it just, it, it, she proceeded in haste. She, something spoke to her in herself that I'm to pray for my grandson, Rick, to become a priest. Wow. And she said, I never. Uh, I never did. I, I never had a day where I didn't pray for that, because she was a daily mass goer too, and uh, and here I was. And she said I didn't want to tell you before you were ordained because I didn't want it affected it either way. But I I prayed that you would become. And I was five years old at the time, and Isn't she picked me out of all the grandchildren. And so Saint John Neumann. And then uh, I, I ended up after she passed. Uh, my sister got her uh, missile or prayer book, and I found the holy card. I had it. Uh, framed and then I also a good friend of mine passed away and he uh, uh, willed his relics you can see right here behind me and one of these is St. John Neumann. Wow. So, yeah. Well it's also Virginia McCaskey's 100th birthday. Oh. That can't compete nice. with your story father but yeah, yeah right, Virginia right, McCaskey right. and it's and my, my grandmother who was an immigrant. But do you see what she did? She, she, just, she got the the impulse to that God wants me to do this, and she proceeded in haste. She, she just proceeded did it. in haste. And that, I, I think that's that's kind of when you whittle it all down. What we're talking about here, you know, pick up those weights. You now stop using the 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 uh, exercise bike as a as a clothing. You know, all that stuff. Do it. Do it. Do it. Your God's and and so here we are. We're talking about resolutions, but unless you, you know, push the button, pull the trigger, uh, it ain't gonna happen. You got you got to do it. Yeah, and I think one of the key areas, too, you know, when it comes to prayer, it's the same concept. People will, will say to me, you know, I don't pray the rosary, even though Blessed Mother has asked for it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Right. Uh, you know, and she says in Fatima, you can avert war and bring peace to the world. I would think that'd be high on our list of priorities considering what's going on in the world right now. Right. But people will say, well, I just, you know, I don't have it in me. I just don't, I just don't know if I, 
And I would say, look, I, I'm not the type of guy that's going to say, well, just start with one decade and work your way up. One decade takes about two and a half minutes. Right. Okay, I brush my teeth longer than that. <laughs> okay, I used to comb my hair longer than that back when I had <laughs> hair. Okay, so let's get past the excuses and recognize that a lot of why we don't deepen our prayer life, why we don't sit still and pray, you know, just sit still in the morning, find a chair or a couch in your right. house, get your coffee, sit still, have the, that time with God. You know, another good friend, you know, my good friend said that to me too, is that I gotta have my simple prayer time with God. I just have to sit still and be with God. That has inspired me a lot to take time every day because I'm a doer, I'm self-motivated, I can get all kinds of things done, but again, that motivation from a friend of mine, just sit still and be with God, even if it's just drinking your coffee, have the time, but make it happen. Right. Make it happen. And again, like Father said, you just gotta do it. I think people are waiting for the angelic injection, I call it. They're waiting for some injection from heaven. The angels are gonna come, they're gonna stick in the arm with a needle and boom, now you're gonna be animated. You're gonna wanna pray and you're gonna wanna exercise and you're gonna wanna clean your house. And God doesn't normally work that way. There are miraculous moments, but in most cases, like Father said, they went in haste. They had to choose to do that. So I just want to encourage people, don't make excuses and recognize that a lot of what we're doing, when we don't do what we know we should do or could do, is based on, it's simply put, sometimes it's just laziness. I know, I know when I've been lazy, I know when I make excuses. And it just, we need to encourage each other just to say, hey, look, enough of the excuses. Let's go in haste. Let's get this done. What, what do you do about spiritual dryness? I say well, give it. I say give ahead. into it and find a crutch. You know, like, <laughs> like, like binge watching TV. No, no, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. Father, go. I'm sorry. Just a little joke there. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I think it. I think it gets to uh, Doug's beautiful little treaties there. That that uh, you know, start with your high time of the day. So Doug, you said morning with coffee, that's mine too. But some people might be more of a nighttime person than a morning person. So whatever, but give that to the Lord and just start out with a few minutes and just stop and just just be with him. You know, that, that's called mental prayer technically, but just be with him. Maybe take a few lines from scripture to kind of get the wheels turning in your head or whatever. And, uh, and, and I, I, of the school of thought that scripture is is inspired by the holy spirit in other words when i pray like the divine office or when i'm doing my study of scripture especially for homilies all of a sudden i can hear the holy spirit's just going wow i'm like wait wait give me a pen you know but that's <laughs> but that's because five why. books I later time, yeah I, I took time to stop and because we get on that kind of treadmill we're just going 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 and going, going. we're the treadmill of life and uh but i i encourage people if you're dry just be intimate with him. Just stop and and uh, and you know, let him speak to your heart. Doug, absolutely, yeah. And that's the part about speaking to the heart it, it, that we've got to focus on is that we're trying to get to the heart of all of this. And you know, you can go through the motions. You can check the box. You know, whether you're going to mass. I used to say, you know, I, I grew up as a clock in, clock out Catholic. I'd walk into the church. I'd right. put my hand in the holy water font. That was my clock in. And right. then when I'd walk out, I'd put my hand in the holy water font clock out right. and that was the extent of my faith but there's no heart there so like father says you got to find that moment where you're just saying lord speak to my heart you know what i found for myself you know i mean i i pray my daily rosary i i pray the auxilium christianorum prayers every day you know i have devotions to saints and so forth and 
you know, I have my little shrine and my statue of Our Lady Fatima is always behind my shoulder here in all the videos we do and, and all of our podcasts. And I have little shrines like this around the house. But, you know, I can be in my backyard. I can be on my lawnmower. I can be you know, riding my lawnmower in the backyard. I mean, it's, that's a little noisy at times. But, you know, even then I have found the ability to just let my heart just kind of rest with right. God and just take a deep breath. And I, you know, Father's right. You know, we we got to just rest with him. And I love that Father gets these inspirations. He'll he'll call me sometimes. He's got a idea. He's all fired up. He's been praying, and something happened. He goes, "Oh, I just started writing stuff down." You know, I don't get that. I, it's never happened to me. Not like that. I've heard a few things. You know, but uh, but Father's very blessed that way. But I I just I just think you know he's so right. We've got to focus on the heart. What heart. what is God trying to do to get to our heart? And are we striving to get to the Sacred Heart? of our right. Lord and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I, I, I think when, you're, when you use the word dryness, that's what it is. It's kind of a, an unemotional state that uh, we've let it go cold is another word to say dry. And, and I think that's that punch in, punch out kind of thing. If we're not careful, we can get there where you know, we're, we're doing the duty. We're fulfilling the job description of our faith. And uh, again, if we're not careful, that can lead to uh, this cold, empty kind of you're god's at boss and he you're his employee kind of thing rather than yeah. that that beautiful familial relationship i i call him daddy a lot of times dad for sure a lot of times because you know that's that's the kind of father he wants to be with us i sometimes yeah he's got he's tough my dad was too at times but uh but mostly he, he just wants to be that that tender father that just wants to draw the best out of us and yeah, and, uh, but you've got to, you got to, it's got to be heart to heart, cord cord loquitur, you know. Yeah, you know, on that point, Father, I got to, I just, I don't know if this adds to it, but I, I drove two of my sons to the airport today in Dallas to drop them off. They're flying back to where they live out in the East Coast area, and they're 22 and 24 years old, oh. and they're they're single. They're still, you know, going through the the the, the exploration of life. You know, what what do I do? Where is God going to put me, and so forth, and. They've got their struggles like everybody else, their questions, their doubts, their fears, and all of this. They got out of the, out of the Jeep, and I'm standing there in front of them, and I, I just gave them each a long, very, very strong hug. Nice. And I just, you know, I was, I was, it was advised and inspired by, again, a good friend of mine who said, look, just give them a, a, just a big hug. They will remember the love of your hug, of your embrace, right. more than anything else. Let them know that you love them. So I hugged them both. And then I, I held on to each of their arms firmly, but gently. And I looked at them and I said, don't ever forget, I will go through a wall for you. Wow. I love you. You call me if you ever need anything. I'll hop in this Jeep and I'll drive halfway across. I'll drive across the country to, to help you. I mean, I will, I will fly in if I have to. You are never alone. And no matter what happens, no matter how dark things get, no matter how challenging, no matter how much you know, you know, life hits the fan in, in your world and you are unsure, shaken, confused. You need to know your dad loves you and I will fight for nice. you to the end. Don't ever forget that. And I saw tears in, in just starting to develop in the eyes. And I just thought, okay, this is, you know, again, I, a good friend of mine encouraged this and I thought, you know, yeah, let it out. Just tell them who you are. But if that's me as a weak, sinful human father, how much more God the Father, like, like Father Ham was just saying, how much more does this dad in heaven who loves us, you know, we may not understand why he doesn't say yes to certain prayers, why he says, hold on and wait for certain prayers. You ever notice that? I mean, I get this where you're praying for something and you're thinking, I don't feel like he's telling me no, but he's not opening a door yet. I almost feel like he's just saying, just wait, 
I, I, it's just wait, okay? And I'm doing something in this moment you may not understand, but just as a perfect father, something's happening here. But you know, that moment with my two boys there at the airport, my, my two young men's sons there, was just really powerful just to hug them and tell them I love them and I will fight for them and I'll drive across the country if they need it. And the tears that were developing in the eyes, you could see it. And you know, they go away with that. Boy, how much more so God the Father for us. You know, Doug, I, you're making me think too. That's an amazing story, by it the is. way. Good dadding, it way is. to go. Um, but one of my very good friends is a Lieutenant Colonel uh, in the Air mm. Force and uh, tough guy, tough as nails. And, uh, but he'll say something like, I love you, Father. <laughs> and you're getting this from a tough lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, you know. And I, it was, it's shocking when you hear it, you know, the first couple of times. But, you know, life is a classroom. And I went, you know what? I, I think we go around our life going, well, you know, I love you. You don't say it. You think it. You don't even say the words. You, you, well, of course they know I yeah. love them. You know, we think. Um, but what if, what if we said that more? And frankly, since uh, I, you know, life is a classroom, since I learned that valid lesson from my lieutenant colonel friend, my tough lieutenant colonel friend, uh, I've been telling, especially my congregation, I love them. Every once in a while, I just remind wow. them that, and I say it right, you know, some a lot of times in the sermon, but, uh, and, and it's it's powerful when you receive it, too. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. Somebody tells you to love them. And yeah. so, you know, I, I just think, again, heart to heart. Uh, you know, let's not be afraid. Let's not assume anything. You know that that you know where we're at. Let's actually hug a person. Let's actually tell him you love him. Yeah. And uh, and 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 understand too that that's that's God the Father with us. Well, do yeah. you think most people view God that way? Do they view God the way? Unfortunately, I don't. Doug Barry was. You don't. Yeah, I I think there's some, and those are those are I believe the people that we would call devout, where all of a sudden they. They got it. They, they they opened up. They realized, oh my goodness, God loves me, and and that's that's a life changing moment, and that's when you turn your life completely over to 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 God. Because okay, it's not about this boss and fulfilling a job description and thing anymore. Right. No, I got a I got a dad in heaven that loves me like I can't even imagine, and then then that changes everything for people. But unfortunately. It's it's I, I think it's it's um, it's it's not common. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what you guys think. What do you I think? would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, and I I would you know in thirty some years thirty three years now of traveling and speaking, I've had so many people tell me that they've struggled with that that kind of um, rules and regulation type of God, as opposed to the the deep heart loving God. And I'd say you know you've got to bring it together. I mean, there's a reason for the rules and regulations, obviously, just like there are for driving down the road. You need the Ten Commandments. Yeah, you need the the lines on the road, and you need to know what happens at a four-way stop, and you need to know what green light means as opposed to red light, so you don't end up getting an accident. So there are reasons why the church has given us, by God through the church, rules, regulations to keep us on the right track. Getting to mass on Sundays, holy days of obligation, and getting to confession, and all of those pieces of the puzzle are critically important. But why? Because they go to ultimately the heart of the relationship and if I, I i just want to encourage people if you're ever struggling with a relationship with god just think of a relationship with people and what you long for and strive for and know that god is so much even beyond that that the depth of that kind of love that depth of that kind of warmth and, and, and encouragement but i agree with father i think many people don't have that we don't evangelize sometimes that part or we evangelize 
sometimes only the fluffy part, and it's just the praise and worship only, and not that there's there's a certain you know rules and regulations that needs to be brought in. Basically, it's what our Lord even talked about: the spirit of the law and the letter of the law. They're both important, but we've got to bring out that reality of 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 the spirit. I mean, I, I can't say enough how. You know, my father passed away um, 31, almost 31 years ago now, coming up, uh, from a massive heart attack due to alcoholism, okay? I didn't have that warmth. I remember being hugged by my father maybe twice in my life, literally. That's all I really remember. There was no warmth. He was a nice guy, but when the alcohol took over, he was sedated a lot because he just drank a lot, and so there was a lot of that kind of, you know, and this not, you know? And that wears on you over the years, and you don't feel the warmth and the love, and it's hard. It's very, very hard. Um, and so, you know, I, when I was 40 years old, you know, which was just a <clears throat> couple of years ago, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, um, when I was 40 years old, I remember one moment it struck me. I said, I really miss my dad. And you know what it came to was, no, you miss who your dad should have been. But then I started to realize, yeah, but that's God the Father, what I'm looking for. And I could find that in God the Father. And that's a lifelong journey. I'm still working on it. I don't have that down. But I find a different attitude about God the Father now that has really helped me appreciate even the fact that I don't. I didn't have that from my own earthly father. And I say that in part because I know a lot of people out there had, did not have a great relationship with their father. A lot of people don't. And the father on earth, just like a priestly father, is a reflection, is an actual, um, the role is so tied to God the father. You know, that's one of the reasons even telling my sons today, I love you this much, I will fight for you. Well, isn't that what God the Father means when he says, I'm sending my son into the world and he's going to die on a cross, leave the 99 to go after the one sheep? I mean, that's God saying, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. I will go into the earth for you and come out and rise from the grave for you. That's the kind of love. And I I just, I agree with Father. I don't think enough people know that that kind of warmth and love and tenderness is there. You know, when you have that relationship too, the rules... Uh, the regulations, the obligations, mm-hmm. they they no longer are onerous. I mean, it's it's right. a freeing because right. you're like, Dad, look what I did for you this time. <laughs> Dad, are you proud of me, Dad? <laughs> yes. You know, yes. because you're you're doing it the way you know Dad wants you to do it. See, that's different than, oh, geez, I got to get up and punch the clock and get to work and go, I got to, and if I don't do this, I'm, I'm going to punish. Uh, you know, so. once that relationship flips into that understanding that God really loves you and he's trying to draw that out of you, then again, it's like, I, and that's really what fear of the Lord means. We've talked about this before. It's not fear that he's going to club you over the head. It's afraid of ever offending the guy that you love so much. Dad, are you proud of me? Isn't this awesome? (laughs) Look what I'm doing. You know, so I, and I want you, I want you to be proud of me. So of course I'm going to follow the rules, you know, of course I'm going to follow what the church teaches. I mean, that's just, that's just a given because I know that's what you want. I know that that's what pleases you. And, and I, and I, you know, I love you and because you love me. You know, there's a great book. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Father, but I got it from Mother Angelica when she was that, not her directly, but from her uh, nuns. It was called A Father Speaks to His Children. Have you ever seen that little, it's a pamphlet that they were giving out, and it was, uh, he appeared to Mother Eugenia Ravazio. He okay. dictated the whole thing in Latin, and she didn't even speak Latin. Wow. And she ended up being one of the people that helped develop the cure for lepers with Father um, Damien. Wow. 
but it's a little pamphlet. It's called A Father Speaks to His Children, and it's in, uh, you can go online and read the transcript of it. But it completely changed my view of God the Father. I never mm -hmm. felt close to Him, and now I've never felt as close to anyone as I do yeah. to God the Father. And I always would pray that He would send me a priest that loved God the Father. And I would be asking priests everywhere at Marytown, do you have a devotion to God the Father? Do you have a devotion to God the Father? And then I met you. And I realized, <laughs> wow, God the Father, yeah, you came through. You came through. <laughs> you know, when you first said about Daddy and you called him Daddy, yeah. I thought, wow, God yeah. the Father, you did it. You yeah. answered my prayer. Well, and, and, and I do want to show respect in Father and all that stuff. And, you know, it's a combination of those things. You know, there's, there's moments where you're in worship and, you know, he's, of course he's Father, but there's other times where he's Dad. You know, he's just patting yeah. you on the back and, you know, uh, encourage you to, to do the right thing to, to, to end up. You know, follow through on on your resolutions and all kinds of stuff, but uh, I don't. know. So he says he yeah, waits. I have a devotion to dad. To dad, and he waits people's whole lives just to yeah, find I, the right moment to bring them back to him. He'll and, wait and, and wait. Before people before people start thinking, oh, it's sacrilegious to call him dad. No, Abba translates to dad. <laughs> so, and I used to think Abba actually translated to um, to daddy, but uh, I've come to understand that. That's for little kids, and that's precious that they call him daddy. But when you're an adult, it's it's usually dad. But it's still that affection, and want him to be proud of you and all that stuff. And so the the, the best interpretation of Abba mm -hmm. is dad or Papa, dad. But it would be dad in our culture. Yeah, Father, I yeah. wanted to ask you about your new book that came out. That you were one of the. I get. I think there were three. I wrote down the name of it, and now I don't remember. What's Strength the book? And that, Strength and Alliance. That's right. I keep yeah. thinking of. Uh, yes, Strength and Alliance. Tell us about that book. All right, so, uh, well, here I can hold it up. Where is it? Here, here we go. Um, it's a journal. It's It looks really nice. It's in. I put it in military green, too, So because the United States Grace Force uh, Strength and Alliance journals. But what are we doing here? We're building our, your holy alliance is the essence of what it is. And it really goes at helping people to learn to cultivate the practice of gaining plenary indulgences for people in uh, purgatory or even for yourself. But uh, mainly for people who have passed before you, well, the church teaches that uh, we can actually give people people the key that unlocks the gates of heaven. It's called a plenary indulgence. So people are, you know, uh, in purgatory to get prepared for heaven, basically. But uh, but uh, the church allows us to help them to get to heaven, and a partial indulgence gets them there. Um, you know, it's like their days are, are less. But a plenary, you know, if you do it the way it's the church sets it up, boom, those gates open, boom, they're in heaven. And then what happens is you've got a very grateful uh, holy soul that just made it into heaven. Now what are they? They are your mighty prayer warriors. So that's why you call it building your holy alliance, right? And I also encourage people too to, to let the saints intercede for us because we awaken that relationship when we call on them. See. A, a bad relationship is just assuming, you know, it'd be like the uh, classical bad marriage where you just assume that you love, so you don't really have to do anything because you assume and blah, blah, No, a real relationship, it, it, you, you actually do things for one another. You're eager to do it. We just got talking about doing it, you know, wanting to please God the Father. But in your love relationship, you, you do things for each other. So you, you ignite or activate that relationship with the saints when you call upon them to intercede. They're like, okay, we're in. You know, you want us, we're in. And so I, I teach, have a saint pray with you for a holy soul in purgatory. You get the holy soul in purgatory into heaven. Now what, on day one, you've done that. 
now you're a for instead of a force of one, Father Rick Heilman, I'm a force of three. Uh, my mom, who's who was in purgatory and now is in heaven, uh, and then also uh, maybe Saint Francis of Assisi or whoever, whatever saints I, I called upon. So I'm I see I'm building my holy alliance, and the, the next day because you only get one plenary indulgence a day. So the next day you do it again. Now you, you add two more to your three or five. You're a force of five. Uh, I think I'm up in the thousands of my, my holy alliance because I've been doing this for a few years. Uh, but uh, but you can see and and then it, it just helps us also to uh, uh, build uh, the best uh, prayer uh, uh, base uh, baseline prayer life in your life because again w w what the church asks us to do in order to gain the plenary indulgence actually also trains us to pray the best way possible. Doug, do you have certain patrons that you turn to? Oh. John Neumann. Oh, did you ask Doug? Doug, oh, Galva. Oh, for me? Yes. Um, I, yeah, I do. Um, I, you know, I, my old spiritual director years ago said, you know, find the ones that you can relate to. And it was funny because for a while there, St. Francis of Assisi is my patron saint, my confirmation saint. Um, the funny thing is, he and I are not very much alike when it comes to certain things. Um, <laughs> not at and I all. Told, I was reading his biography years or 30 plus years ago, and I said to my spiritual director, I had a hard time with this because, you know, there was one day that, that he got beat up by a couple of his friends and thrown in a ditch, and he just got up and laughed about it and was okay with it. I said, Father, I don't think I could do that. I can't just get beat up and thrown around like that. And he got firm with me, and he said, don't ever compare yourself to a saint. Be inspired by the love for God that they have. But God doesn't want you to be St. Francis. He wants you to be St. Doug. And he'll give you your personality, your charisma, in whatever way he wants, but don't compare and be inspired and motivated by. You know, it, it, it's kind of a different way of looking at it. So, you know, I, I started to kind of find saints, and then he told me about a St. Pacomius. Who's that? I don't, know the, I don't know the history of him, except he said that St. Pacomius ran a monastery. And he said he ran it like a military institution. And he said, the Romans would rather have fought Attila and the Huns than Pacomius and his monks. Right. Okay, that helped, that helped light me up a little bit. So <laughs> I go to people like John the Baptist. I, you know, I love, I love um, St. Joseph, of course, the Blessed Mother, no question there. Everybody should have a devotion to Our Lady. But certain saints, again, like John the Baptist was a big one for me. What did you like <laughs> about John the Baptist? Clarity. I was just going to say the clarity of clarity. the way he spoke. Yeah, and not even just that he was boisterous and bold but he was clear clear and well yeah okay bold too i like that part you know just the fact that you got to not be afraid when it's on that topic to just let it out there but not because he wanted to be someone who was diving into conflict like i'm not one of those people that says let's create let's get into conflict just for the sake of conflict that's i don't think that's the right way to approach it but let's also pray to to god for the grace to not be afraid of it if god allows it to come to our doorstep because we're standing for the truth and there, I think there's a different way to look at it that way. And, and, and that's, that's what I was inspired by John the Baptist. He just did what he was supposed to do. Right. Not because he wanted to cause trouble. He just wanted to make sure it was clear that he was making straight the path and preparing you know, for, for the Lamb of God to come, in, you know, come into the, onto the scene. I must decrease, he must increase, and so forth. So yeah, great inspiration there. But, but you, know, I, you find so much from different saints over the years. You know, How about uh, women saints? How about women saints? Oh yeah, I yeah, I mean obviously the Blessed Mother first and foremost, but but um, you know Saint Joan of Arc of course is, is Joan inspired, of Arc. Yeah. you know, um, and and it's not just because of the warrior mindset, you know, Mother Teresa, huge inspiration. I was very drawn to Saint Teresa of Avila, 
um, because of the contemplative mystical side of her. I loved that interior castle uh, approach, right? And John of the Cross and the fact that they were good friends too. Right. Um, but I'll say this, this last point here, then, then turn it over, is there are so many souls in heaven that will never be canonized possibly. I, I just can't say never. Uh, they don't have, you know, maybe the, the order or the money or whatever it takes to investigate their lives. And there's a reality to that. It takes time to investigate. You don't hear of many married people and you don't hear of many, for example, Knights of Malta or the soldiers from the Battle of Lepanto or the from the Siege of Vienna, uh, either of the two Sieges of Vienna. Um, and I bring this point up because our faith we have, and I'm inspired by, not just the canonized saints, but the men and even women over the history of our church who have literally physically fought, bled, suffered, died, striving to do it the right way. Many of them, you know, you had, you had fallen in there as well, you know, frailty, human frailty, but they fought, bled, died like Grandmaster Jean Lavalette, 16, you know, um, you know uh, I'm sorry, uh, 1565, the battle of the siege of Malta against 50,000 Muslim Turks. You know, you had wow. John Sobieski, King of Poland in 1683, siege of Vienna and so forth and so forth. These were men who loved the church. Some were professional soldiers, yes, but some of them loved the faith and they wanted to lay their lives down if they could and they did it in battle. It's just another way of realizing that our church is built not just on canonized saints and not just the St. Francis and the Mother Teresa's. That's absolutely a critical part, but there's a lot in heaven who gave their lives to God in the way that God called them and some of that was being a faithful soldier. It's a great summary. That was a great answer, Doug. Father, I guess uh, you saints? get to close. Yes, your saints and then your blessing. Oh, okay. Well, I, I say St. Maximilian Colby. Uh, he's the patron of the Grace Force. And then all the Johns, okay? <laughs> I share a birthday with John the Baptist. Doug, have you ever heard that before? I wait, sure wait, wait. Was Roe v. Wade overturned on oh, your birthday? Oh, yeah. By the yeah, way, it was. Right. Yeah. Wow. It was all those people who got out of purgatory praying there with them. <laughs> And then, of course, John Vianney is a patron of, uh, of uh, priests and uh, St. John Bosco with his uh, oh. two pillars. Uh, yeah. It could go on and on. All, the, all the Johns. So That's beautiful. I like, I like them, yeah. Well, we're coming up to the top of the hour, Father. I wish I was at St. Mary and Catholic Church and uh, Pine Bluff, but I'll well, watch it tonight. If anybody wants to tune in tonight, Your it's website? 6 p.m. Central. Yep. Uh, and they can go to St. Mary of Pine Bluff uh, website. You can Google that and find it. Yes. All right. And could we have your closing blessing, please? Sure. Dominus Bobisco. Ecum Spiritu Tuo. Amen. Thank you both so very much. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.